Hey, what's up, Stay Tuners? It's your good friend Jimbo here. Just letting you know, before you listen to this awesome episode that we give you guys week in and week out, head over to Twitter, follow us there at ST Sports Podcast, as well as our Facebook page, like and share that, and then head over to YouTube after you're done doing all that stuff and subscribe to our channel because we will be live streaming within the next few weeks, and that's where you're going to want to watch and interact with us. So hit Twitter up, ST Sports Podcast, Facebook, like and share our page, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Enjoy the show. You heard the rest. Now here's the best. Stay to Sports Podcast with Jimbo and O'Brien. And yes, we are back again this week. Well, myself. Uh, Shoulders had to work late this week, so he won't be joining us um, this week. But hopefully he'll be back next week. Hope all you guys survived that awesome Super Bowl game between the the 49ers and Chiefs uh, last weekend. Um, I mean, I'm going to be getting into it. I'm pretty sure next week when we have uh, Shoulders back. And hopefully Allentown, we could kind of revisit this, get their opinion about everything. And I thought the halftime show, yeah, yeah, I mean, it was, it was okay. Musically, I, I never really got into J-Lo or Shakira's music. But uh, as far as the game, it, it, I thought it was very entertaining. I really thought the, the Chiefs were going to mess it up and, and not get Andy Reid his his Super Bowl but before we get into the football stuff just wanted to revisit a story that we me shoulders and Allen Hound covered um, two weeks ago and that's uh my mascot my Flyers mascot gritty has been found no evidence of um, the altercation between him and the, the 13 year old boy um, to kind of revisit basically what was going on, a father um, took his son to a meet and greet uh, night with, like, I guess, the, 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 to meet the Flyers, and Gritty was there as well at the arena. Um, the son took a picture with uh, with Gritty and, quote, playfully tapped Gritty on the head, and according to the father... Gritty proceeded to get up, get a running head start, and punch his son in the back of the head. The Flyers were aware of it. They did their own internal investigation, found no evidence of wrongdoing. Father ended up, you know, going to the police about it. They did their investigation, and in this past, uh, I believe it was Monday, they determined there was no... No or not enough evidence to charge who actually suits up as Gritty. So, you know, the whole hashtag free Gritty, you know, even though we were joking around about it, Gritty sticking around or at least the person that is inside the the suit. But this episode is going to be pretty much going to be all NFL news. Um, 
Obviously, last Sunday was the Super Bowl, but the night before, they always announce the awards for the year and um, the final Hall of Fame induction nominees, who's going in. So, obviously, we all kind of knew Lamar Jackson came out as unanimous MVP of the year. I mean, he had an outstanding year. Um especially for a guy that coming out of college a lot of uh, scouts and quote gurus thought he would be better off as a wide receiver or a running back and wouldn't really do that much as a passer last year you know when he finally got the start he was up and down but I mean come on obviously he's a rookie this year, it just seemed like he was out there. Did he use his legs? Yes. But that helped him open up some passing lanes or, or whatnot to actually be a decent passer. Um, unfortunately, in the playoffs against the Chiefs, he just, there was a lot, there was a lot of passes that I think he could have been better at. And I, I really do think I chalked it up to him just being young. Um, but to win the MVP award, I think was, I mean, the obvious answer and rightfully so. Um, he received all 50 votes from the media members. And the only other player to be unanimous was Tom Brady. So, I mean, that's not bad uh, Bad to be in that same boat as him. Um, he also became the youngest quarterback ever to win the NFL MVP. The other thing, uh, as far as Baltimore Ravens happened, was uh, Harbaugh became the first NFL coach of the year for the Baltimore Ravens. Which, I, th- I thought he had the NFL coach of the year early on in his career with the Ravens, but obviously I guess I was wrong. And I don't agree with this. And I, I might be biased here, but how can you overlook Doug Peterson? I mean, he had a bunch of practice squad players and made it to the playoffs, won their division, um, and almost came back to beat Seattle with a backup quarterback because their starting quarterback got hurt during the game. I mean, that game, you had Carson Wentz start the game. Okay, he was your starter from day one. Uh, Your wide receivers. You had Greg Ward, J.J., uh, um, Whiteside, Nelson Aguilar was out, Jeffrey was out, Deshaun was still on IR, Zach Ertz was banged up, Dallas Goddard, he was there uh, since week one. I mean, out of those 11 offensive players, half that, if not more of that, Offense were all 
third, fourth, fifth string players. And then on defense, I mean, you have a, a revolving door for your, your cornerbacks. The front line, you lost two or three uh, defense tackles at some point through the year. Malik Jackson was the the big free agent signing, and we lost him early on. Um, Tim Jernigan, we lost early on, but he came back. I mean, just the injuries, and then Peterson not even thought about. I mean, yeah, okay, Baltimore Ravens had a very entertaining offense. And yes, they did get the, the first seed, but when you look at that division first off, you got the Browns, you got the Steelers, and you got the Bengals. Right there alone, you're almost guaranteed five wins. I mean, you're guaranteed two wins from, against the Bengals. You should get two wins against the Browns, but you definitely should split. And the Steelers, you should split. So, all you got to do is win four or five of your other games. And you should you should lock up first seed. NFC East, you had Dallas. Okay, yes, they, they may have been up and down. But as far as Philly going against their own division... They always split against Dallas. Or I'm sorry, actually we, we were like on a, like a six game lose streak against Dallas. Giants, you didn't know for this rivalry which team was going to show up. Redskins played better in the second half compared to that first game. You know, so I I was really disappointed. That Peterson didn't even get thought about, let alone, you know, not win it. He, he definitely should have been considered, but. And this is what, like, this is why I, I, I'm starting to think also, like, the, the awards is more of a, a popularity contest. Because Arizona card, uh, quarterback Kyle Murray won Offensive Rookie of the Year over Miles Sanders, who didn't even get one vote. I'm sorry, he got one vote. That was it. How? I mean, if, you, if you're going to give it to Murray, you, you might as well give it to Minshew from the Jaguars because he had a better stat line than Murray with less games. Miles Sanders led all rookie running backs by all-purpose yards. I believe by the end of the year, he... Led all rookies in rushing yards. And he wasn't even thought of. Why? Because he wasn't a number one overall draft pick. He was a second round draft pick. Shouldn't matter where you got drafted at. But it's just sad that he basically got a slap in the face. That he wasn't even considered up there. I mean, it's, it's just terrible. And then the New Orleans Saints uh, wide receiver, Michael Thomas, won the Offensive Player of the Year. Which I, I you know, he, he did 
edge out Jackson. But I do believe he he did deserve the offensive player of the year because he had the record of 149 receptions this season. I mean that I, I don't care if they're slants or if they're deep balls. You still gotta catch the ball. That's an impressive number. That's almost ten catches a game. What eight to ten catches a game? Which you know brings me to our new segment called "What If," which is brought to us by the Belly Up Podcast Network. So, what if Drew Brees wasn't the quarterback? For the Saints, would Michael Thomas broke that record? Now we we remember that Teddy Bridgewater was the starter for five games when Drew Brees was out with the the bad thumb. Bridgewater isn't as accurate as Brees. He's a good quarterback. I'm not taking anything away from Bridgewater. But I think Bridgewater would have spread the ball around a little bit more. You know, if you're averaging 8 to 10 catches a game, your other receivers only get two, 2 to 4, maybe 5 targets a game. You know, it's it's hard to, to, to think Thomas would have caught that much. Would he have caught 100 catches this year? Yeah. I, I definitely think that. I think that's going to be more of the the norm in the next few years you're going to see, whereas a few years ago the the big number to hit was 1,000 yards receiving. I think now with how offenses are getting to the 12, 1,300 yards a, a season is going to be the big number. And you're going to see, you know, seven to ten more uh guys a year hitting that but you know what if Teddy Bridgewater was the quarterback I just don't think Thomas would have hit that number I think just because Drew Brees was the quarter well was the quarterback because we don't know what his future holds he says he's gonna um, make a decision within the next couple weeks with Breeze being the quarterback, I mean, Thomas is his favorite receiver. And when, once you get used to a receiver and comfortable and know that he's going to catch everything in sight, why would you go to someone different? You know, we saw that last year with uh, Carson Wentz and Zach Ertz. The only reason why he, he broke that record of uh, most catches by a tight end. Even him, he what was 115, 120 catches he had last year for a tight end. So you know, I, I I don't think Thomas would have hit that if um, if Drew Brees wasn't the quarterback, and definitely if, if Tyson Hill was the the quarterback, catches would definitely be down a lot more for the Saints because to me he's he's a Lamar Jackson. He's a good passer, and he likes to run too. Now, if I were the Saints, because Drew Brees is not sure what he's doing, 
Teddy Bridgewater, I believe, is a free agent, as well as Tyson Hill. If they're going to bring back Tyson Hill, they got to bring in a good quarterback alongside of him because they have something there in Hill that, you know, the, the, the old phrase, jack of all trades. They will lose a lot of their offense if they just stick him strictly as the quarterback and not be able to move him around like they normally do. So, on top of the awards, they announced the the rest of the Hall of Fame inductees, which were Steelers safety Troy Troy Palamala, former Broncos safety Steve Atwater, Rams wide receiver Isaac Bruce, Seahawks and Vikings guard Stephen Hutchinson, Colts running back Edgar Edgar James, and just a few weeks ago, you know, Bill Cowher and Jimmy Johnson were announced as going in for coaches. Troy Palomala, I mean, obviously, one of the better... One of the best safeties ever to play the game. You know, he his his timing on the snaps, especially in goal line situations, were just amazing. I mean, I'll never forget the few times that he's done it where he, he would be jumping over the front line before they're even standing up and he's not offsides, stopping the running back in the backfield. Steve Atwater, when he played... You know, back in the 90s, I was 12, 15 years old. And, you know, I still remember him playing in that old Broncos uniform, which I, I still kind of like. I, I rather the, the old uniforms compared to these new ones. They're all right, but the old Bronco on the helmet and the, the different color schemes. And then Isaac Bruce. Greatest, greatest show on turf. You know, you had him, you had Torrey Holt, Marshall Falk, who got traded to the Rams because of Edgar James, which uh, I'll get to in a second here. But, you know, Isaac Bruce was second all-time in yards receiving behind Jerry jo- uh, Jerry Rice before he retired in 2009. Now, obviously... Not sure if he's still second, but, you know, definitely one of the, the sure-handed receivers. And that year with Kurt Werner and, like, that, that whole team, it was it, it just like the description said, you know, greatest show on turf. It, you would tune in just to see how many points they could put up that year. Could they outdo themselves from the week before? And then that Super Bowl was one of the best going up against the Titans. Now, you know, I, I said about Edgar James. Funny story about him with, with uh, me and my father. First year, me and uh, my dad decided to do fantasy football. Somehow, I forget how we pulled it off, but somehow we actually got him and Barry Sanders, and that was the year that Barry Sanders... Ran for 2,000 yards. Sure enough, we won our championship. But talk about an all-around 
great back. Could catch the ball. Was a powerful runner. Very good blocker. You know, it was him, Peyton Manning, um, Marvin Harrison. I forget who who their tight end was, but uh, he retired in 2009. He was uh, the NFL's Offensive Rookie of the Year in 99 and won the league's rushing title his first two years with 1,500 yards in 99 and 1,700 yards in 2000. I mean, again, what a great career. You know, so to those guys, my hat's off to them. All well-deserved. I know my my sister is a, a big Steelers fan, so she's she's real happy about it because, uh, like I said, Troy Palomalo's going in, Bill Cowher's going in. I believe I thought there was a, a third Steelers, and I forget which Steeler it was, but they're also um, enshrining Paul Tagliabue as well, which I think again I think he deserves it too because he helped get these uh, TV deals going and help take the NFL to the next level. A little bit of controversy with him with the the whole CTE. If you, I don't know if you guys ever seen the movie uh, Concussion, but really good movie and very insightful of all the behind the scenes stuff that, that went on. So then Sunday we had Super Bowl 54. Chiefs versus 49ers. Again, two weeks ago, me and Allentown picked the, the Chiefs to win. I was going for it because for Big Red, Big Andy Reid. Shoulders was going for the 49ers because he didn't want to see Andy Reid win it for us or for the for the Chiefs because he couldn't win it in Philly. I'm glad he pulled it off because I really think now with the ring on his finger, he has to be considered first ballot Hall of Fame whenever he's eligible. He's not the the greatest coach ever to coach, but here is the question that I pose to you guys now. Now that Andy has won the Super Bowl, who is to blame now for him not winning in a Philly? You know, I saw someone put a poll up. Is it Andy, Donovan, or Howie Roseman? My my first reaction was Donovan because he was the one out on the field and he's the one that's supposed to make the plays and just couldn't pull it off. But then I started thinking about it. like you look at this Chiefs team compared to that Eagles team. Now everybody's gonna say, Well, you had TO. Yeah, we did. So TO Chiefs have Tyreek Hill. Who's after TO? We had I believe Todd Pinkston. Um Freddie Mitchell. Listen, I will take Sammy Watkins over Freddie Mitchell every day. I'll take the chances with the injuries. Running backs. Okay, we had Westbrook. They had Damian Williams. Westbrook was definitely the better running back between the two, but Damian Williams isn't that bad of a running back. I mean, he had two touchdowns in that game. 
And Patrick Mahomes was very average, except for that last nine, ten minutes of the game. You know, he made the plays that had to be made. Especially that third and 15 that uh, Tyreek Hill was wide open on the left side. That, that play right there, I felt like it got the Chiefs offense on the roll. Defense came right back out after that, that drive when they scored a touchdown. And just completely shut out the Niners. Uh, their, their offense. I mean... The Niners, that fourth quarter, didn't really seem like they, they did anything. They the, the Chiefs held the Niners' offense to 49 yards on 17 plays with an interception and a turnover on down. I mean, that's pretty much how, they, how the Chiefs got back in. I mean, they were down by 10. And the stat that was kind of eye-popping... For this 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 whole year was Mahomes was five and zero when he's down by double digit points, and here he is down by ten, and he pulls off the Super Bowl win. Now I did see some people say out there that they don't think Patrick Mahomes deserved to be MVP. I mean. I'll be honest, who does? Yeah, Mahomes was pretty much average, but who stood out like the most valuable player of that game? I mean, you know, you could say Damian Williams. You could say uh, the 49ers fullback that had a couple touchdowns, a couple, couple catches there. Before the Chiefs started making the comeback, I mean, I was at my dad's bar watching the game with them. And I even asked a couple people, like, who who would you consider the MVP of this game? Because it was a good game. I, I thought it was entertaining. But no one stood out as the clear favorite to be the MVP. But the Chiefs pulled it off. Big Red. And you know what? Just to, to show how much of a class act he is. It's well known that Jeffrey Lurie and Andy are still good friends, even after all these years. I still think it was time for Andy to move on from Philly. I don't think the players were responding to him anymore. You know, again, I got a little bit of argument about my dad, uh, with my dad over it. He, my dad feels like when Andy's uh, son passed away, that really messed up Andy, and that was only a year or two before he was fired. And my father felt like Andy should have took a year off, get his head straight, and then come back and probably could have won it for us. But that's one of those what ifs, you know. So, congratulations to the Chiefs, congratulations to Andy Reid. One last thing about the 49ers fans I want to say is I'm a little disappointed in you guys. Saw the video of the 49ers returning home at the airport and only four fans showed up. The camera panned over 
to where they were at the fence and there was four fans. You know, I'm always seeing, you know, 49ers, Niners Nation, Niners family. Just where were you? You know, the, you went from worst to first. That, you know. Okay, yes, it sucks that you, you lost the Super Bowl. But that's impressive. I mean, how many teams can you say, hey, my team went from last to first place in one year? You know, a buddy of mine at work is a 49ers fan, and I, I messaged him after the Super Bowl was officially done. You know, I was, I was trash talking with him all week. But I said to him, I said, you know, hold your head high because they are a good team. The Niners are still a good team. They're a young team, and that you're going to see them back. You're going to see them being competitive for these next few years. Who knows? We may see the Niners of old back in the the 80s with Joe Montana and, and, and Jerry Rice. Not, I mean, Garoppolo's not no Joe Montana, but you never know how, how this team's going to turn out. But I think they'll be okay. So before we go, if you guys could do us a favor, head over to podchaser.com. Um, set up an account it's all free it takes about three minutes to, to set up if you guys can leave us a five star review on the stay tuned sports uh, site on Podchaser much appreciate that then when you're done doing that if you head over to Twitter follow us there at ST Sports Podcast as well as our Facebook and our YouTube pages me and, and Shoulders are working on the YouTube uh we're hoping to do some video episodes there instead of just the the podcast episodes so you could see you could see us and you know even some of the videos of Vontae Burset knocking out Antonio Brown whatever you know we're we're going to start editing editing stuff into the videos as well so if you guys could do that we would much appreciate that so until Tomorrow, because I will be back with a MMA show to talk about um, things that, that have pa- happened in the past couple weeks. Plus, UFC 247 is this weekend. Kind of excited about that. So, till tomorrow, this is your good friend Jibbo signing out.